welcome to Life Coaching on the Move. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this today. If it's your first time, then um, this is me. I'm Dawn Fisk, a coach, trainer, speaker, um, all sorts of, a mum of two and owner of two dogs who you will hear about a lot. I do mention them a lot. Um, I don't script right. I half the time never know what I'm really going to say until I say it. Uh, today, though, I know what we're going to talk about. We're talking about imposter syndrome and self-doubt and feeling a fraud and all those anxieties that go with it. Um, so that's our subject for today. Um, if you like these podcasts, then do feel free to go back to the back catalogue. There are 95 or so previous episodes on so many different subjects, a whole array of life subjects and coaching subjects. Um, I would suggest that you start at number one first and work that way rather than go back to the last last weeks and the week before, etc. just makes more sense because in the first 10 episodes, I kind of lay out the foundation of all of my coaching approach. So um, that would help you. And of course, the only thing I ask in return is please do share it. Tell your friends if you enjoy it, please spread the word so that we can get uh, more people to benefit from any one of the subjects or more. Um, also, do feel free to visit the website www.milestone-coaching.co.uk where there is all sorts of stuff. There's a blog, there are workshops, Zoom workshops that you can enrol on, or there are downloadable online programs that you can download, own, download and do at your own pace by yourself um, and various other things. So have a little look through the website. But In the meantime, I'm just going to crack on and talk about imposter syndrome and how to overcome it. I want to start today's podcast by asking you a question. Um, Have you ever felt in life, maybe particularly in your career, um, that you're not as good as others might think you are or have you ever thought that, how did I get to this position? Um, it, it was luck or, oh God, I've, I've been out promoted. I'm way beyond my capabilities. I'm not sure how I landed this or I shouldn't be in this role. I'm not good enough. Um, I'm going to get uncovered. I'm going to get found out. Um, I'm not really as capable as others think I am. They've got the wrong impression of me. Um, I'm going to fail. Because if you have had any of those thoughts, the first thing to say is, welcome to the club, I guess. (laughs) Um, 70% of people have those thoughts to a greater or lesser extent. And they commonly come under the umbrella or the label of imposter syndrome. Um, It's a feeling that you're going to get found out that you're a fraud. Um, that you shouldn't really be here doing this or having this uh, success um, because you don't really deserve it or you're not really that good. If only they knew the truth, etc. All of those sorts of thoughts, all of those sorts of doubts. Sorry, if you can hear a funny noise in the background that (laughs) my dog is stirring in her sleep. Um, So it's not a, it sounds like a pig in the background, I've realised. It's not a pig, it's the dog. (laughs) Um, So... The first thing to say is you are not alone and be reassured because I seem to be 
um, coaching in this a lot lately, an awful lot. And do you know what I think isn't helping? I actually feel that because so many of us are working online from home and we're therefore not in amongst our teams and we're not present, physically present in our departments, uh, with our colleagues, with other people, uh, under a sort of the umbrella of our line manager, etc, etc. Because we are alone in our work, I think this is possibly getting worse. Particularly, I'm coaching people who perhaps have changed role or got a new role during lockdown. So they're working now for the new company or the new department in their new position, but they haven't actually physically yet found their, uh, met their colleagues or they haven't yet physically properly sat and worked with their manager or their reports. Actually, I've also got managers who haven't met physically met their teams yet either. Um, they're doing it all remotely um, And as we emerge out of lockdown, the nerves and apprehension are coming in. I'm seeing this a lot at the moment, some anxiety about, "Mm, am I going to live up to their expectations? Am I good enough? Um, Am I going to fit in, etc. So I think this is being heightened by lockdown and working from home, potentially. But it was it was there before lockdown. It's not because of lockdown. I was certainly coaching in this topic beforehand. And I do remember a a year or so ago, well, pre lockdown, doing a a big team coaching in a a company, a a sales company. Um, They wanted everybody to realise their potential. That was the name of the workshop and set some goals and all pull together as a team. It was a bit of a team building, goal setting type um, big workshop. I think it was all day or half a day that I did with them. So I didn't know them as a team or the individuals, um, but I was sort of facilitating this. And I distinctly remember the top um, salesperson in that team, apparently, I was told afterwards, in amongst this discussion uh, and, and the activities and the exercises that we were doing, reluctantly and cautiously um, and nervously, that's probably the best word, opened up to the rest of the team and his manager and to me in, in this um, session about how when he gets up in the morning, the first thoughts he has is, um, what if they find me out? What if I can't live up to expectations? I'm not that good. Um, I can't maintain this. Um, I can't live up to expectations because I'm a fraud, etc., etc. And that would drive him. He was a salesperson. That fear would drive him and he'd get out there and he'd work really, really hard and strive and push himself and was a hard task master on himself and as a result he was actually the top sales rep of that uh, company was highly respected highly regarded and clearly highly capable and highly successful and yet in his head he was having a battle on a daily basis so he was having an imposter life and he opened up and admitted that and he got actually quite emotional only them for the rest of the team to all accept acknowledge um appreciate that he'd done that and admit that they felt the same, that he wasn't alone. Oh my God. And it's like a light bulb went off in him. He looked lighter. He looked happier. He looked uh, relieved. Um, And they had such a good open session, all talking about their self-doubts and their insecurities. So um, I 
coach a lot of um, senior executives who come to me. And actually, they travel a long way, generally. Um, they, they, they're generally not local to me. And I think they do that because they don't want to tell their HR department how they're feeling, that they're feeling a fraud and they may get uncovered any day. And they're really not this good in their mind. Um, they won't tell their husbands or their wives um, because they don't want to admit to weakness. Um, they certainly won't tell their peers because, um, again, fear of judgment and um, inadequacy. And so they come to me and they travel a long way, I suspect, for fear of them bumping into me in a supermarket if I lived local to them and them not wanting to admit to whoever they're with that they've gone for some help and some support. And they come in looking um, nervous, apprehensive, don't want to admit this. They pour it out only for me to say that I suspect there are other people, I would almost put money on it, that there will be other people around that meeting table feeling exactly the same way, colleagues around the board uh, meetings feeling the same way and how common it is. It is actually proven to be 70% 70 of people get these feelings. Um, Usually, actually, in high achievers. And I, I do wonder whether it is this feeling, this imposter syndrome feeling, that drives a lot of high achievers. It's the fear of being uncovered, the fear of being a failure, the fear of messing up that pushes them harder and harder to achieve and to achieve. Now, that's not um, any consolation because it's a miserable place to be in that head, doubting all of that. And what I say to them is let's aim for an imposter moment, not an imposter life, because we all have imposter moments. I certainly do. I remember when I was starting off with the podcast, I remember thinking uh, many, many imposter syndrome sufferers are perfectionists. That's their worst trait for them, from themselves, because they feel everything has to be perfect. But I always say, at what point can good enough be enough? And that's what I keep telling myself. Just as long as it's good enough, you've done it. And so my overriding aim with this podcast is to help if it helps just one person, if it speaks to just one person and it's been what they've needed at that time, then I know I've done my job. Now, I could have waited. This isn't perfect. I know it's not perfect. I don't script right. I don't edit. You get the noise of the washing machine in the background or the phone ringing or the dogs groaning and or we're often out on dog walks. And so you may hear me out in the woodlands and my feet and uh, the wind blowing. It's not perfect. But that's part of what I've claimed it, it is. It's raw and authentic. And for me, it's good enough. So it's enough for me to know that it could help somebody. If I waited and, to, and didn't launch it until it was 101% perfect, it was beautifully edited with lovely background music and some great adverts and some all sorts of, you know, a perfect script. It possibly would never have happened. Um, And therefore, I would fail because I wouldn't. My overriding goal is to help at least just one person. How could I help that one person if it never had been launched? Impossible. So I would fail. So our striving for perfectionism or a perfect product is just setting ourselves up for failure. Now, the biggest thing that people suffering from imposter syndrome have is the fear of failure. Um, and I think that the, the one cure to imposter syndrome is to reframe our relationship 
with failure. We've got to banish shame. Often we attach shame to this feeling of failing. And we've got to reframe our relationship with failure. Failure for me, and I, I think I wrote a blog on this or maybe even mentioned it on the podcast. I heard someone say this and I love it and I've used it since, particularly with teenagers. The word fail um, has such negative connotations and such a heavy weight around it. We've got to reframe it. And so for, for me, fail now, I reframe the meaning of those letters, F-A-I-L, to be first attempt in learning. So with teenagers, when I'm running confidence workshops um, and Zoom things with teenagers and they'll say, I'm too scared to put my hand up or I won't get involved or whatever. And I'll say, why? Well, in case I fail. OK, so let's say you put your hand up and you get it right. How do you feel? Great. OK, you feel great. That's good. And what have you learnt? What do you mean? And I say, well, what, what, what growth has there been in you getting it right? What have you learnt? Which part of your brain has expanded or got some new information or whatever? Nothing. No, because actually by getting it right, all you've done is confirm that you had that knowledge in your head already. Whereas when we or somebody else in the room fails, in quote marks, They are now about to learn. It was their first attempt in learning because now that they supposedly failed and got the answer wrong, they're now going to find out the correct answer. So they didn't know the answer to that question. Now they do. So now they've grown, they've developed, they've expanded their mind, they've expanded their knowledge. So they've learned. So it's not a failure at all. So we have to reframe our relationship with failure. We also have to reframe our relationship with success because I know from working with so many people suffering from imposter syndrome, and actually, I think I mentioned this last week on last week's podcast, I had been working with a client whose words were, I seem to have, uh, I seem to have got myself another good role during lockdown. I seem to have been lucky enough to have got myself a better role in lockdown. And he was putting it all down to luck. And that's a classic, when we're struggling with imposter syndrome, if we do acknowledge we've succeeded in something or we've done fairly well in something, we'll often dismiss it and put it down to luck. Well, it was just luck. I was in the right place at the right time or or, or whatever. Instead of looking at what was my role in that? What did I do to make that happen? Gosh, actually, aren't I clever? I worked hard for that. I pushed myself for that. I took some risks for that. I put my neck on on the line for that. Um, I worked hard and put a lot of effort in and did lots of research, etc. Took some risk. So we've got to not only reframe how we see failure and see it actually as a great opportunity to learn. Gosh, aren't I, I'm going to get even better now because I didn't know that now. I tried Um, at that presentation or whatever, and I could have done better. Okay, what can I learn from that then? Instead of beating ourselves up and seeing ourselves as rubbish, what can we take from that experience? And how can we get even stronger, even um, better at those sales or spreadsheets or presentations or whatever it is we're doing? Equally, when we feel we've done something well, do not dismiss it as luck. I got lucky. No, you didn't get lucky. What did you actually do to make that happen? And let's look at your success. Um, The other thing, as I say, is sharing it. 
because that was a, a real changing moment, a pivotal moment for that guy in that meeting to, to at last get it off his chest. He had carried that around for years, felt very, very alone, very, very isolated and thought something was wrong with him. The minute he shared it, oh my word, he was a different character. You could see it in his face. He he didn't carry this around with him anymore. He felt far more accepted, far more accepting of himself and far more normal. And he realised, actually, the rest felt the same. Even his manager, his manager said the same. Um, so, so share it. And that's the bizarre, ironic thing about imposter syndrome is we often struggle with it alone because it's a bit chicken and egg. It, it, it's this in, this inward feeling that you're going to get found out, that you've been promoted beyond your means, or you're not really capable of this job, or what am I doing here? Who is going to then put their hands up and say, oh, I'm not really capable of this, or I'm going to get found out and you're going to realise I'm, I'm really not this good? You're not going to say that because we all need to put food on our table and um, so on and so forth. So we we suffer in silence. We hold it in and it gets worse and worse as a result. But knowing that 70% of people have this and they're the ones that admit it, <laughs> um, if you share it with somebody, maybe you won't share it with complete strangers, but someone that you trust and you can, can turn to or a coach or a psychologist or whoever, but share it talking about it and realizing how how unhelpful it is is the start it's definitely the start it's not the full answer um but it is the beginning of of getting on top of it really and then i would say the difference between say your colleague let's say, who you think doesn't have this, let's say your colleague doesn't have this, and you, is is they just don't think like an imposter. It, it's, this is just down to our thoughts. It's just a way, it's a story that we're telling ourselves. It's the, the, the internal chatter that we're saying to ourselves. So we've got to, A, be aware of that. And that's, as I've said so many times on this podcast, Self-awareness is half the battle. Once we are aware and we actually take that third person position in our head as if we're an outsider listening with a microphone, take that stance in your head and notice what you're saying to yourself. Notice the negative self-talk, the critical um, self-questioning, self-doubting thoughts that you're running about being an imposter, about being a fraud. Notice them first. Write them down if you need to. Record them. See them in black and white and see how fruitless they are. Um, And then we've got to change it. In fact, I read something lovely um, that said, um, just, just acknowledge that you're saying it in your head, but you are not your thoughts. Just because um, we think we're stupid doesn't make us stupid, if you see what I mean. Um, So we need to disassociate from those thoughts and just see them as thoughts. They're not who you are. They're just the story that you're telling yourself. So um, a bit like, and I said this before, just see, acknowledge it. It's going to happen. Don't try and stop it because if we try and stop telling ourselves 
those thoughts, though what we resist persists, they will just get louder and louder. So acknowledge them. Oh, look, uh, my brain's telling me those imposter thoughts again. Or, oh, my internal imposter's here again, um, or my imposter syndrome's here again. Come on, matey, let's go to work together. Let's get out there and do some great work. Let's go out there and do these presentation, this presentation or these slides. Just it's part of you. It's just part of your thoughts at the moment. You've got really good at thinking them. They're habit thinking. Um, it's a story that you tell and it's a well-trodden story. It's just like uh, Sleeping Beauty. You know it inside out. You can tell it from the start to the end without a book. You've just got very practiced at it. So accept it and see it as a friend. Um, just welcome them. Come on, in you come then. Let's go. Let's get some work done. Let's let's um, crack on with this. Then you will find that you're just having imposter moments. You're not having an imposter life. This is not who you are. Don't let this define you. Um, so also start looking for successes. Um, don't put it down to luck. Look for what you actually did. Start accepting praise. They gave you praise for a reason. Just thank them for it and accept it and actually save it. So if it's an email, um, something in writing or um, a message, you know, take a screenshot, save it. So that when you're having a real wobble, when a real moment of doubt, you can look at those and give yourself a bit of a pep talk. Um, sorry, that's the dog again. So don't apologize for yourself. Don't apologize for anything that you've done or anything like that, unless of course you've hurt somebody, but don't keep putting yourself down and constantly apologizing for who you are. Um, and just the counteract that voice, that self-doubting voice with what you've done. Look at what you've done. Well, I did get a degree for this. And don't say you were lucky with your degree or I did get qualifications for this. <clears throat> um, and I have practiced this and I've learned this and I've climbed the ladder and I've succeeded. <clears throat> I think I'm about to have a choking fit. Sorry. <clears throat> See, I did say it's not perfect, isn't it? I am human after all. <laughs> I, I used to, by the way, get imposter syndrome when I was in sales. I was a medical sales rep and I remember thinking, I don't know how I do this. I don't follow a certain route. I just talk to them. I remember saying that to my manager when he said, you know, what is your trick or what do you? what is your approach here? He was out on a field visit and, um, you know, a sales uh training day with me and ask what do you think it is that drives you to get these results and I actually said I don't know I genuinely didn't know and I said I just chat to them um, and maybe that's what makes me the coach that I am maybe it is just that I love chatting to people and I love people um, and that can that can help you succeed it may actually hold me back in other roles but instead of apologizing for it I needed to embrace it and acknowledge it and use it um, where I could. So we need not to put ourselves down, but be kind to ourselves, take the pressure off ourselves. Um, stop trying to be the expert of the day. Stop trying to have such high expectations. Stop trying to be perfect and just accept who you are and be good enough. Let that be enough. 
some of the top people have uh, moments of doubt and imposter syndrome. Some of the top authors, um, performers, um, you know, scientists and all sorts. In fact, I was listening to an interview. If you're in the UK, you may know Jeremy Paxman. He's a journalist, presenter, etc. He presents... Um, or hosts University Challenge, and he gets he's a real character, gets very, very stroppy and very impatient, and comes across as being incredibly intelligent and sharp and intolerant and all sorts of things. I heard him being interviewed just about life generally um, and about where he's got, and even he admitted that when he used to go and go to 10 Downing Street to interview politicians and things like that, he would get incredibly nervous and say to himself or question himself about what, what, why me? What gives me the, 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 um, the position to do this? What gives me the right to be questioning and, um, you know, being, taking top uh, prime, prime ministers and um, other politicians to task. And so he felt this. I actually think it's because of this that so many people do succeed. It may be that you've succeeded and got where you are, not despite your imposter syndrome, but because of your imposter syndrome. So um, we just need to make friends of of it so it doesn't make our life hell. It can still drive us, but it mustn't make us feel isolated, alone, anxious, um, scared, frightened, and, you know, affect our mental health. But it can still be a driver. Um, And just track and measure your success, record it. But do, I would say, definitely talk to somebody about it. Talk to a coach, talk to a psychologist or a therapist or your HR department or your manager or a loved one. Um, And just keep saying yes to opportunities. Keep getting yourself out there. Don't let it make you hold back. Don't turn down promotions and things because, yeah, but I'm not good enough. Don't let those I'm not good enoughs and they don't realise I'm not that good. They're offering you the job because they spot something in you. You just can't see it yet because you've got imposter syndrome. That doesn't mean it's a reality. Your thoughts do not make it a reality. Um, And embrace the feeling and use it and say, um, come on, let's go to work. Um, you know, welcome him back like an old friend. I'm glad you're here. Now let's go and take on this promotion. Let's go and succeed together. Um, So I hope that's helped. Of course, you can drop me a line, dawn at milestone-coaching.co.uk or go through the website www.milestone-coaching.co.uk. Um, If you want just one coaching session on Zoom or on the phone or something just to address this, of course, that's more than a possibility. I don't tie people into a whole series of coachings, just what you need, whatever you need. If it's one or two, that's absolutely fine. So thank you for listening. Please do share this or post it on your social media or whatever. Send it to somebody who you feel this may help. Um, Because as I say, it's one of these topics that's So many people will not talk about, but it could be what they need to hear right now. Okay, have a great, great week. And I look forward to talking to you on next week's episode of Life Coaching on the Move. 